I suppose if you, uh, it's been almost two years now that I've been with you, and, and sometimes people wonder what is the life of a priest like, and having listened to me, you, you probably think it's all about the Green Bay Packers and playing guitar. <laughs> it is, but, um, but really the life of a priest is uh, filled with a lot of very powerful experiences. Um, because you go from you know, funerals during the week to masses during the week to you know, this particular week on Friday, we had 90, 90 or so children receive First Communion and, and Confirmation. Um, you might have baptisms and then weddings and, you know, so it's just, it's just kind of all over the place. And uh, you anoint people as, as they're going in for surgery. You anoint people as they're on their deathbed. You go and you, you see people and families after their loved one has died. And one of the, um, one of the, I don't know, more amazing things is encountering people that are getting close to death. And I, I don't mean just everybody here with, with gray hair. I mean, you know, a little closer. Um, because what happens is a person gains incredible clarity as they get closer. They get incredible clarity about what is, in fact, the most important thing, things, or what ought to have been the most important things in their life. So very often, people um, who get you know, closer will lament that they let so much time slip by and they, they didn't focus on the things that were the most important. Um, or you'll see, this is even more amazing, people who really just lived you know, maybe not so great lives, and you're saying, well, Father, how do you know that? Well, because they tell me. They say, Father, I just, I didn't live life right. And here I am toward the end, and now I, I see it. Now I see it. And so you have these amazing conversion moments with people toward the end. I mean, it's really something to see. And very often, closer to the end, you know, um, people will begin to say things to their loved ones that they hadn't really said, you know, for many, many years. They'll open up and they'll tell their loved ones how much they love them how grateful they are for them, how much they appreciate the blessings that they have been in their lives. It's kind of a natural thing, you know. I mean, it also happens, for instance, if, if you know, people are moving away sort of definitively and they're saying goodbye to their friends, they'll, they'll, they'll very often have a moment or a few moments of saying goodbye and how powerful that experience has been, that, that friendship has been. Well, this is what's happening in the gospel. This is what's happening in the gospel. We're almost to the end of the gospel of John, and Jesus is getting ready to leave. And this time, you know, coming back is going to be a long time. So he's preparing his disciples for his ascension. It's sort of, I mean, it's not his last will and testament. Maybe it's his last testament. I mean, it's, it's basically, I'm leaving. This is the most important thing I want you to know. That's what's happening a sort of farewell address. And of course, it's just filled with love. It's all about love. Now you might say, well, Jesus also says to follow his commandments. Absolutely. 
But the primary commandment is love. If we love, all the commandments are kept. Lovingness, you know, encapsulates all that God desires of us. Not just that we be people who followed the rules, but that we became people who were loving. You see, it's more than just following the rules. It's about becoming people of a certain type, loving people. So, you know, he says to us, now the kind of love that I want you to have is the kind of love that exists between, you know, me and my father. The kind of love I want you to have is the kind of love that I demonstrated on the cross. Sacrificial love. It's not love like, I mean, I love the Green Bay Packers, you know, or I love my Gibson Les Paul, These are, or my dog Ella Fitzgerald. Um, I mean, I love all of those things in their proper way, I hope. I'm not sure which one I love more. I think the Les Paul. Sorry, Ella, <laughs> you're out. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I, no, I'm not. I don't know. I'm conflicted. All right, I'm, it doesn't matter. They're, they're not people, so whatever. Anyway, now I'm getting off track. So, you know, there's certain things we love in this life, and perhaps we, not, we ought not love them so much, you know, as much as we do, because you can't really sacrificially love a thing. You can't. But you can sacrificially love a person. And this is the kind of love that Jesus gave us, demonstrated for us, and then says, well, if you're going to be my disciple, you have to be like me. I want you to be like me. And the pinnacle of lovingness is sacrificial love, which means going out from the self, right, as opposed to self-love, which would be the, the converse. Sacrificial love is putting others before ourselves. Now, throughout the day, you know, what is best for my wife? What is best for my children? Not what is best for me and husband or, you know, what is best for the other? Today is a great day to practice it. I don't know how many of you were forced to go to church today because it's Mother's Day. Well, Mom, what do you want for Mother's Day? Go to church with me. <laughs> that never happens, you know. So some of you are here, you know, coerced against your will. Sorry about that. Well, it's your fault, so I'm not sorry. Um, but on Mother's Day, it's a great day to practice, you know, what is best for her? What is best for her? Children, what is best for her? Can you do that? What is your relationship like with your mother? How can you love her? So this is the kind of love Jesus wants, sacrificial love. If, I guess a question for all of us today, if today was your last day, if today was your last day, what would you say to all the people in your life that needs to be said and you've always wanted to say? I mean, if today were the last day, I mean, would you tell your beloved how much you love her or him? Would you not waste a second to talk about the blessing that they are in your life and how much they've given you, how much your life is better? Would you not act as though those other things you love are really not as important as the people 
in your life. It should be like that every day. It should be like that every day. Every day should be the day we say it. Every day should be the day we talk about how much we love one another. I mean, I love you. I really love you. You can say, Father, well, I don't even know if I like you yet. doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't need you to like me for me to love you. How do you love us? I don't know, because you're, you're a mess. But no, I'm just kidding. You're not a mess. Just teasing. I even love Pete. And you should know him. Um, but I really do. I mean, there's, a, there's some sort of bond between, you know, a priest and his people. And, and I do love you. And I want you to know that. I want you to know that. All joking aside. It's important that we say it. It's important we say it to the people close to us. And then, of course, it's important we do it. It's important we do it. Do the love. There's far too much division. There's far too much divisiveness. There's far too many little things that we allow to become big things that divide us. It's something we cause, but it doesn't have to be that way. Even if we disagree on important things, we can still love. It's an act. It's a choice. It's action and decision. And so today, don't let this day go by without saying and telling the people who need to hear it how you truly feel. Please stand.